Hello and welcome to the Thoughtful Realtor Podcast. I'm Connie Chung. I'm Cliff Sang. And I am Kenny Gong, and we are the founders and partners of Willamore Real Estate. This is a show for those interested and invested in the world of residential real estate. Every episode, we sit down for insights, stories, and conversations about all things in the real estate market today, running a real estate team in California, NorCal and SoCal, and finding our way as leaders and business partners. And today we have another episode of a three-part series. We are sharing our experiences of buying our first home what we learned and what we wish we could have done differently and all the insights as especially as insiders in this profession. So who are we going to have in the hot seat today? Connie looks ready. Oh, Connie. Okay, Hi. Connie, we're going to talk to Connie about <laughs> the first home that you purchased. Okay, first home that we purchased. Well, you know how a lot of clients, homebuyer clients, are kind of on the spectrum of houses that they feel like they need to see in order to feel comfortable and confident in writing an offer. And usually it's the ones who can do so in a weekend of touring to those who feel like they need to see 50, 100 homes and have like their spreadsheets. I will say I fit fit kind of on the spectrum of needing to see a handful of homes, but not even needing to. It's just, I think I am the type of person who sees potential in almost any home. So I think Brian and I saw two homes and the first home was in the dog patch of San Francisco. I think we wrote an offer on it. We didn't get it. It was pretty competitive. It was a single family home. And so Kenny kind of like you mentioned in the last episode of buying your home, that realtor competitive spirit in me came out and I wanted to get into a home immediately after or kind of just start thinking more seriously about getting a home. And we were still kind of casually looking though. I think we had the idea of wanting a single family home in the city. Um, But one afternoon we were dog sitting. We were meeting up our cousins to do a doggy play date at Alamo Square Park. And Brian saw, we saw an open house sign. I, even though I work as a realtor and I love going into open houses, sometimes I also do not like going to open houses just because then I have to like turn it on and, you know, do the whole thing. And I just, you know, I was out trying to enjoy an afternoon and not trying to talk with another realtor. So um, I actually just stayed outside and Brian went inside to look at the, the home while I was out with the dogs. And he's like, oh, Connie, I really like it. And I was like, oh, great. It turned out to be a duplex, which is a two unit building. And we weren't looking at them, but Brian, as you may or may not know, can be very picky at times. And I am of the mentality that if Brian likes something, we must go for it because I tend to like a lot of things. So I didn't even end up going into the open house because I was just like, "Eh," you know, but when we got home, I pulled up the listing and funny enough, I learned that I was actually in that home. I remembered I had this home was on the market two years prior um, and it sold that time. But I, my colleague had listed it and I actually helped her host the open houses like two years before. So I Whoa. remembered parts of the home and um, yeah, it was kind of like, okay, I can see this happening. Uh, we chatted with a few different lenders and um, the nice thing is because it's a duplex, the lender 
it was at a much higher price point than we could originally afford and were originally looking at. But with it being a duplex and having a second unit to bring in income for, you know, if you're renting it out, our lender was able to qualify us at a higher purchase price because of that rental income for the second unit. So we kind of worked out the numbers and did things very quick because yeah, as a realtor, as day to day, we kind of already know the value of homes, just being out in the field and helping clients, pulling comps for different properties, but having a general sense of what kind of the value is for certain homes. The tricky part was I was just into finishing up my second year as a realtor. And for those who don't know, realtors are independent contractors and lenders require two years of tax returns for independent contractor status. So I had not filed for my second year and a lot of lenders were like, nope, sorry, we can't lend. So we called up a bunch and finally found one mortgage broker that was able to lend. They just needed more documentation, me to file my returns as fast as possible and kind of do a number of things. So... We, I, yeah, just being of the mindset to like make it happen. I think we saw it one weekend um, right before Thanksgiving. And I think on the day before Thanksgiving, we wrote our offer. We were the only ones on the table and then had a little back and forth. uh, But then we got the home. So amazing. And it's an, it's an incredible, what an opportunity because It's a beautiful, beautiful property that is in a fantastic neighborhood and no other offers Mm -hmm. because of probably seasonality and right before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I we got so lucky. I think it was very much of the season for this home and. Right, you know, around the holidays, people tend to leave and go on vacation. This was back in 2000. 17 I think um but yeah it was we got super lucky it always helps when you're just negotiating one-on-one with the seller versus having multiple Mm. parties on the table or but kind of going back to even just like how did I know if it will you know just being able to move quickly the -hmm. location like knowing it was an Alamo Square prime heart and you know center of the city it almost didn't matter what the inside of the home looked like because I was like, you know, it is never did I think I could buy here. But if we're able to make it work, let's make it work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. Side note, I kind of have a story attached to that because I remember when I first came by to your home on, on Golden Gate, I remember we walked up the stairs and you had that really fancy like dining table. And that's mm-hmm. when we first started talking about like me potentially joining Connie and Kenny. And I remember thinking, wow, this home is so beautiful. This desk Aww. is so nice. Connie's made it. I need to. Oh. I need. I need to. I need to. I need to be on my best behavior and need to <laughs> interview well um, and say the right thing. I got to turn it on. That's so, so funny. That, that was a. That was a really, really beautiful home mm. on Golden Gate. Yeah. 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 And and funny. I feel like it kind of worked out for the best because I'm sure you would have liked living in the dog patch, but Alamo Square is just such a. It's. I think it's a. Oh. It's a. It's a nicer neighborhood, uh, more family oriented mm-hmm. neighborhood. Yeah. I'm yeah. So. Yeah, kind of mind-blowing to think back because, yeah, it wasn't like, okay, these are the neighborhoods I want to be in or um, like we, yeah, kind of didn't really have our checklist per se, but kind of instinctually knew like what we wanted, just something walkable and with 
you know, enough space for us, potential to add more value. And it's kind of crazy to think that we landed on a Victorian duplex, you know, like prime yeah. quintessential San Francisco style home. And it was yeah. really fun, L really old, learned a lot of things about home ownership with that home. And, but really it came down to location, just so central and walkable and great. We were only a block and a half away from Boba guys. You know, what more oh. kind of do you want? <laughs> that house really represented a lot for you personally and professionally even because also at that time you know you moved from mission bay mm -hmm. and a lot of your business was also in mission bay mm -hmm. so moving to a central part of town also really shifted our business at the time mm -hmm. so i'm curious to know when you think of that house what are some what are some things that it makes you think about about where you were personally and professionally oh oh that's such a good point yeah that brings me back to a little bit of memory lane because I remember having some pause come to think of it because yeah, I was working out of our financial district office. Most of the business was sort of in the financial district, Mission Bay, kind of the new condominium downtown space and and I had a good rhythm I you know was taking we had a local community shuttle I had my local gym you know all my my rooting was in that part of town and it's so funny because for those outside of San Francisco you know you think anything within the city is going to be convenient but I would say you move one town over and it could be a whole different you know way of life but I think it was just sort of the leaning into adapting and changing. And kind of if I think back to how I grew and learned from that experience, it was just like, let's go for this big change. There's a great opportunity. We, I know it's a solid investment given the location and neighborhood, even though like thinking, oh my God, this is so much money. <laughs> you know, and it's still the prime of the market, 2017. Yeah. like things were so competitive and you're just constantly paying a higher price each time and but trusting like mm -hmm. if we can make this work financially this is a strong buy and we will be okay so let's figure out how to make it and everything mm -hmm. else will fall into its place and mm -hmm. fast forwarding two years later who, who would have thought we'd sell it two years later at half a grand more than we bought it for or half a half, half a million mil. more <laughs> kind of crazy um, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. I, so much of I would say I am a very instinctual person. Like I act on instinct and don't think too much. You know, I just follow my gut. And I yeah. will say that pays off. And I think the more that I do that on higher stake decisions, it's yeah. a reminder of like, Connie, you've got this. Keep leaning into it. Yeah. Were you, was it just over two years that you were there? I can't mm -hmm. remember how long were you there? Because yeah. did you have to wait for your two years for, well, that was 60th, but uh, no, I for think, your yeah. exemption. I think it was just a, an, a month or so over the yeah. two-year mark. Yeah. Or yeah. we just hit it. So Yeah. Which of. is also so wild because two years, uh, there are so many memories that I have mm. in that house oh. that it feels yeah. like not two years like it feels significantly longer because so much happened mm -hmm. not only memories our memories personal memories you know of friendships and dinners and 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 hangout sessions and and all of that but you also put in so much work mm -hmm. into it in the in two years and really yeah. added a ton of value 
too. Do you want to talk a little bit about that's um, true? What you yeah, all did? so much. I feel like so much of our life and kind of pivotal moments yeah. in in our life milestones and our career milestones yeah. happened. So when we first bought the home, it's on the older end, it's a Victorian, and we did the kitchen, and it was just me and Brian at the oh, time, right. no kids, yeah. and we're like, let's just do the kitchen and live in it. And I will say after that remodel, Brian and I said, no more living in a remodel. You know, like we're, for it, as much as we can, if we can avoid doing work and not living in the space, we will lean towards that because. Was that the yeah. downstairs unit or the upstairs unit? No, the upstairs unit. Yeah. Huh. Even though we've done work to both in different kind of capacities. So upstairs we did kind of all new countertops, nothing even too big, but it was still a yeah. mess. I think we just got new countertops and new appliances and that was enough dust yeah. to be like, never again. <laughs> Downstairs, what I what we did because it was kind of the older square tiles on the countertops, we actually regrouted the, the tiles, which mm is so cool because it made that downstairs unit being a rental just feel so brand new and the tiles were really cute they were just like mm -hmm. a classic square so it was nice to be able to keep that and then over the course of time we did we remodeled our bathroom we did new flooring yeah. and new paint oh, right. the closet oh we removed a closet in our bedroom just to open up more space yeah. um yeah changed out some light fixtures it was really amazing to go through that experience because I will say this was the first time being able to do some work to see the impact of like what changes can mm -hmm. make. So that's mm -hmm. why we always tell clients now painting and lighting make all the difference. And those are probably the lowest yeah. cost things you can do that will have a big impact. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to think, I don't think we painted our unit before we moved in, but at some point we later painted it, which I will always tell clients, if you can paint before you move into a home, that's also the ideal situation. You also um, you also had your floors all done while you were living there. Yeah, I, I, how did we do that? I think, <laughs> I, I'm trying to imagine doing that now with kids and that just seems impossible. But I think pre-kids, you're, you, you're more susceptible to pain in yeah. that way. That, that's really cool to see because was that your first kind of rehab project yeah. that, that you went through? Yeah. Because yeah. then kind of connecting the dots in hindsight, it's like that I think gave you confidence to do some updates on 60th mm -hmm. and maybe do potentially a bigger project. And then that gave you confidence for San Marino too, I'm sure, oh. having gone through the ropes before. Totally. Yeah. It was such a good primer for all the bigger projects. And yeah. it's so funny because... This came from, we did some projects on the condo we were living in Mission Bay that Brian had bought. And funny enough, we like painted one wall. No, we painted a few walls and that was our project. So yeah, to have gone from like a few accent walls to- The blue, to, right? To, yeah, the, the blue. blue and there's like a, a moody brown in the bedroom. Um, to think those were big things that we had done at that time. It's funny because yeah. it gives perspective of like, okay, well, let's inch into trying this out and mm -hmm. this. And yeah, it's mm -hmm. definitely paved the way for taking more on. And mm -hmm. certainly we've learned so much along the way with yeah. just how to communicate with different tradespeople, how to collect bids, how to know who to hire, how to pull permits, kind of yeah. just how to know that things are supposed to be chaotic and that's okay and that's normal yeah. too. Yeah. Maybe even when to let a contractor go too, yes, and when definitely. to move on. Yeah. yeah, and and the cool thing is we've built a really great portfolio of good people 
that just from personal use have re recommended to clients and to see yeah. that kind of help build the businesses of other trades folks um, yeah. through our client port like client network is really cool i'm curious because this was your first home that you purchased what did that mean mm. to you oh. oh i always thought that i would be a homeowner of course like it's something i just assumed and it's something i assumed my husband you know whoever that would be would take that on but to be a realtor and drive that process and feel so empowered to know how to negotiate to know how to read these contracts that i thought i would just assume you know my partner would do that to kind of really be the owner in that experience and relationship was so powerful and so empowering that it's not as daunting as i assumed it would be that i would you know want to pass it off but something so tangible and to be able to share that with our clients and to help others feel empowered in that process especially when we have you know our our, our single woman clients it's like I'm always so amazed when women want to buy their own homes and to be part of their journeys is is a huge honor because it's you know mm. having these naive thoughts of like oh you know I'll 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 kind of be on the back end of it to think that I'm just like wow Connie good thing you didn't and good thing you drove the process and kind of know how to go about it because it's not as overwhelming as um, you imagined and so I would say mm -hmm. it's just so cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you were also, you were, let's see, 28 when that yeah. happened? 29? 28. 28. It's incredible. Like, it's really, really an amazing thing to think about someone who's 28 purchasing a Victorian duplex mm -hmm. in San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, the, the work ethic and, and, and the accomplishment of, of where you were at by 28 years old. Yeah, pretty. I, I've so enjoyed hearing both of your stories because there's kind of an element of like working really hard, but also like this element of like serendipity mm -hmm. as well, just kind of letting life unfold the way it not even should, yeah. just letting life unfold yeah. and then letting it happen. And it sounds like that's what led you to Golden Gate and so many memories and all of those good things. And yeah, it's just a nice reminder to me and our, our, and our audience of just like life, life unfolds in, in a good way if you just let it, let it happen. Just had a good feeling, that gut instinct, the numbers worked out. And we kind of like what we tell our clients, if the numbers work out for you, it mm -hmm. checks 80 to 85% of what you're looking for, go for it because mm -hmm so much more will unfold afterwards and to think of gosh i just remembered we had so many fun dinner parties client events we did an ice cream social we celebrated mia's first birthday there we brian did an eat with event there where we cooked for strangers so yeah. just yeah photo shoot was there holiday photo shoot was there oh my gosh, totally forgot about that yeah tacos were there yeah 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 there's it's an amazing thing something so powerful about having a home to like ground you and also to build upon mm. but 
in addition to that, just kind of the other life events and milestones and things you go through that are kind of so connected deeply mm-hmm. into that. Mm-hmm. And you know something also that that you said that I would love to provide some nuance to for for folks that are listening that are thinking about buying their first home is that the numbers working is not does not necessarily mean that they are easy numbers to work mm-hmm. with. Mm. Yes. Sometimes it's actually the numbers working it's very very hard to see because they're big numbers. Mm. And so similar to, you know, what you you had thought about like, oh my gosh, this is so much more than <laughs> we ever thought that we would spend for a home. And that you know, I want to acknowledge that that's scary. That's very, very a scary place to be because it does feel like big numbers. So the numbers working out aren't necessarily that they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, yeah. and sometimes they're like, yeah, you, you spent, you, in my case, it was like, yeah, I, I, I spent less than I thought I was going to spend. But in more often the case, it is, you got to spend a lot of money and, and realize that the numbers working um, is still going to be scary. Mm-hmm. But in the long haul, that's where the numbers really can work out. And it worked out for, you know, Connie. And it's worked out for so many of the people that we have helped. I mean, the, the hundreds of people that we have helped buy and whose homes we have seen increase in value just because of appreciation. Not even because they've added value, but just because of the trajectory of the market. And I think that's, you know, that's always just really helpful to have as context. Yeah. And to add to that, it doesn't come, even though we're in the profession and insiders in that way, it doesn't come without its own insecurities. I will say having written, you know, a good handful of offers and buying a few more homes in the process, every time I submit an offer and, you know, we're waiting to hear back from the seller, I lose sleep and can't sleep. And I, it's such a good reminder of like, wow, this is what our clients go through each time and to really hold that for them. But also even after the purchase, you know, can't help but sometimes look at what else is in the area. Like, was that a good buy? Oh my gosh, what did we just do? Like, look at this home just came on the market. So yeah, to those listening, know that it's all normal. And I have to remind myself of it too. It's like, it was all meant to be and it's all going to work out in the end. It's yep. great. Should we end there? Thank you so, so, so much to Connie for sharing all of this amazing insight and this story of buying your first home. That was and so fun. It was really, really fun. And thank you so much for taking us back down memory lane. <laughs> I think I went to one of those taco taco night. Taco. That was fun. Oh, yeah. It was, like that, was it the driveway on the side of the home? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's a backyard in the back. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Good times. Yeah, good times. Good times. Yeah, good we didn't even talk times. about landscaping in the backyard, but that was a fun adventure. Oh, my gosh. And it, I, that was such a beautiful decision. Because <laughs> yeah. that backyard became something that you could use before it was a little bit scary yes yes definitely didn't want to go back there i think hearing about all these design things too are really cool because i see that as one of your many fortes and strengths Mm -hmm. connie so it's like allows you to add value to the home and showcase like you're kind of working in your genius zone too Mm -hmm. when you're like designing and it's just really really cool to see the final product and it's not a skill set that many people have you know Mm -hmm. i think to someone who maybe design comes naturally um, you're like, oh, maybe other, it's like 
I don't have that eye for things and it's it's not easy to pick up either and you just design things so beautifully thank you yeah that I yeah I I love design and I actually thought about becoming an interior designer over being a realtor so it's such a wonderful way to marry all of these different passions together well, that is the end of another episode of The Thoughtful Realtor. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us and listening. And we would love to hear what it was like to buy your first home, if you've, if you've done so already. And please, yeah, share your stories with us. Let us know what it was like going through that experience for yourself. And you can always find us at willomar.com or on Instagram at willomar underscore underscore. And if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and leave us a review. We read each one of your reviews and your comments, so please share the love. And share this with friends or colleagues who you think uh, would love to hear from this episode. Until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.